Hello and welcome to episode 119 of No Load Time. My name is Ovid Velez and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Julia. What's good, No Load Time? Obed, it's a pleasure to be with you again, my friend. Let's see you How are you doing? I am doing fantabulous. It's, uh, it's going to be a stormy night. Hopefully, yes. hopefully we can weather this out and we don't get any either power outages or outages and we can give you guys this episode. Uh, but I'm doing pretty good. Uh, finally, the disease is waning away, at least. <laughs> I feel much better compared to even last week. So, uh, so I'm doing much better, man. Um, not, not too much on my end. Um, there's uh, something that I watched over the weekend that I want to talk to you about. Uh, we can talk about it later. Sure. Um, but played some more of that Kingdom Hearts DLC. Um, I thought I was not going to go back to it, but I went back and actually made it to level 99. So I leveled up all the way nice. and I was able to actually beat, uh, I think three or four of the, um, of the bosses of the, you know, and during the bus, bus rush. And, um, I went back and leveled up. They give you, uh, the Oathkeeper Keyblade on the DLC. So went back and upgraded that all the way too because i was missing two ingredients out of it and uh yeah played that a little bit uh played some battlefront went back to battlefront there's still a lot of people in battlefront man after those last updates that came out around christmas for the uh, uh for the rest of skywalker and it's basically as soon as you hit the button to search for a game on uh on, on team deathmatch or uh, you know battle blast or whatever you call it um it just within three seconds, it just finds a room and gets you in right away. Um, so there's still a lot, a lot of people playing it. Um, still doing a lot of cool stuff on that game. Uh, it's getting used to the first order uh, rocket trooper to being completely changed because they completely changed it. Um, so uh, it has some cool stuff, but you just get used to like the standard rocket trooper like it was before. So it's kind of weird to get used to that. Uh, but it's cool, man. It's uh, it's that game's still a lot of fun. Uh, very, very active, and it looks like they just pushed BBA. Just came out this week, uh, so it's BBA and uh, BB1E as nice. heroes. And so uh, maybe during the weekend I'll do that. I, I'm planning on actually just going back to Death Stranding. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I did. And and the other thing that that I want to talk to you about after uh, after you tell us what's up, dude. Yeah, um, you know, honestly, not really much for me either. Obed uh, spent the weekend uh, this last week, you know, weekend being pretty busy, uh, taking care of business, doing what he got to do. Um, you know, I did get the opportunity to finally go out back out into my DVR. And after watching, uh, you know, the Crisis on Infinite Earths a few episodes back, we talked about that, you know, the crossover on the CW of all the uh, the Arrowverse uh, char- you know, characters crossing over and uh, the end of the Green Arrow. There's no, no spoiler. This is just literally the way it was marketed. All right, right? Green Arrow. Yeah, I was like, I'm not, I'm not trying to spoil <laughs> I've anything. Seen, I've seen just... the meme. I've seen the memes, Joe. I've yeah, seen the memes. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 out there, right? Um, you know, but going in, there was two episodes that came out after um this crossover, um that were Arrow episodes. So the the, the show didn't end before and that was kind of weird to me i wasn't entirely sure you know i didn't I'm, to be honest i didn't keep up with from the behind the scenes standpoint if that was going to be something or not and then i see, check my dvr i'm like wait a second there's two new episodes that i missed that came out after this this crossover so i went back and watched those um 
look, man, it's <laughs> that that show died with this guy. Man. I mean, I'm just gonna keep it straight. You know, it just whew, shots of the heart just okay. gone. Okay. Um, this is, right. does not have a pulse after he after he went out. Yeah. You know, they're they're trying to build up this kind of canaries, uh, you know, thing that I, I'm assuming that. Maybe they're trying to make a show out of this. I'm not entirely sure, to be honest with you. I'm so disconnected from what they're trying to do. It's just, I couldn't wait for it to be over. I just yeah. did, I did myself a justice of trying to finish it out and see how they pair it back. The coolest thing that happened, and spoiler territory, y'all, it's, I'm not, it's, it's out there, right? Whatever. It's fine. Was, Go ahead. It's really just, you know, the, the very cool of the, of the last episode is how, you know, John Diggle, um, it has a really great speech at the end of, of the, of the last episode. Um, they try and figure out who should really uh, speak at, at the, the burial site of, of the arrow. And I mean, you've got Supergirl there, you've got flash. I and mean, of course, like the, the other heroes would want to come and pay tribute to, you know, to him at, at his, as memorial. Um, and none of them, you really have words to say as they're grieving. And John is, there's a, you're the one we want you to cut step forward and speak. It's a great speech. And as he's doing it, there's kind of a montage of what they're each doing afterwards um, in his legacy and how they will go forward, setting something, setting up the canaries, you know, his daughter, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. But then you get to a really cool John Diggle moment where, uh, you know, you see an asteroid coming from the sky. He, he explodes right in front of him. He gets out of his truck, goes down, opens it up there's like a little it's, it's kind of funny the way it was packaged that was weird it was it was no joke like literally like an engagement box <laughs> opens the box up <laughs> and, it's, and it's the uh green lantern's ring real, okay. uh, so it's like fine that he's you know you know john it's like john stewart really um which i thought was really awesome because honestly that actor would be a great john stewart um i don't yeah I know that there's there's no plans to do anything with him beyond this of him being it was just a, a wink wink moment to the fans that's something that they had thought would be really cool um and of all the things to be done because some of the things they've done is very corny you know fans like corny stuff sometimes i'm gonna shoot it straight this is what we do a no load time moment <laughs> but uh you know that was one of those things that was like a cool harmless the show's done anyways whatever and with what we know about the new HBO Max show that that they're going to be working on the new Green Lantern show mm -hmm. that's completely separate else worlds if you watch the crossover you know how they set up the new Green Lantern uh, earth that he lives on they actually have that that moment so um yeah i thought that that's kind of what i did kind of what i caught up on uh cool. playing some went back and playing some more um ultimate alliance i really need to get back into jedi fallen order so we can Dude. talk about more here so that's my plan so you you okay so I'm, um, uh, I, uh, you need to play that game because I got to an episode of Clone Wars that takes place, <laughs> that take place, it takes place in a place that they go to in, in, in Fallen Order and you need, dude, I want to talk to you about, I want to talk to you about this so much and I can't because I don't want to spoil it, but to end this podcast now and jump on the console, bro. I was like, I was wow. watching it. I was like, I can't wait to. Uh, you know, tell Joel that she need, that he needs to freaking play this thing because we want to. I want to wow. talk to you about, about that for sure. It's a there's a, it's something that connects Clone Wars with that game, and that in and what happens in that game connects to uh, to the Force Awakens. Oh, and that's all I gotta say. Oh. I gotta, that's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. I'm not. I'm not gonna go into. Huh. I, I'm. I'm not gonna go into into anymore. Anyhow, so. 
uh, as it is tradition in our show, Joe, yes. uh, we will talk Star Wars here for quite a few minutes. And um, we uh, talked about, you know, how, you know, man babies, you know, cry and, and do all this stuff out there. And, hey, you know, I don't like this thing and this thing's too woke and all the, you know, all these things, right? Um, granted that that's something that's always happened. It's not, it's not anything new. Uh, and this being no low time, the, the cure for the common man, baby, <laughs> we are going to talk about something that I found out this weekend that existed. I actually heard about it. Just actually, I remembered afterwards because I mentioned it to you, but afterwards I remembered that back when G4 was still around, I heard about this on G4 somewhere and and it's basically a documentary called the people versus george lucas uh that was released in 2009 um right after the prequels well, right around when the clone wars were were coming out the the clone Wars series so the the prequels were done clone clone wars was coming out um and a, you know documentary that should basically be called man babies the movie um <laughs> it was It was insane, Joe. Like, I was, like, physically, like, I was angry. Because me growing up with Star Wars, right? And, and there was a lot of people was like, oh, yeah, I went to watch the movie in the theater and grew up with the movie. Yeah, okay, same as me, right? You know, this, this guys, these guys were me, maybe a, a few years older. There was a couple of guys that, were, that actually watched, like, the original, you know, in the movie theater. I wasn't born yet, but... Um, basically, the 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 same the same way you know I grew up with Star Wars when it was unaltered, unfiltered, on you know on you know when it was despecialized and all this stuff, right? Um, and and we see how how crazy these guys got when with the alterations that they made to the to the original trilogy and and how those like oh yeah, there's no original trilogy. This is this is the trilogy, right? Uh, and how they treated that and 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 this craziness like I, i've mentioned it before that the only scene that i really have a problem with in the in the special editions is the uh is the singing scene on return of jedi because that really like to me it is it is absolutely atrocious like that scene is probably one of the worst things that i've seen in a movie ever it's absolutely terrible Um, it's still, you know, um, if I could, if I could have the Return of the Jedi special edition, right, and cut that scene and and just put the original scene back on, just change the music or something, add more more puppets or more people, whatever you want to do. Um, but just the the number, the music, it's so stupid, and that's the only scene that really aggravates me. Like I, I'm actually like I feel my ears getting hot right now just talking about that scene, how much I hate it. Um, But with e even even with that, Joel, um, you know, I appreciate what Lucas did, and uh, even with my not liking um, Phantom Menace that much, um, me disliking, actively disliking Attack of the Clones. Uh, but then, you know, uh, we we suffered through that movie to get to Revenge of the Sith, which I, it's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. It's up there. I really really like that movie. Um, but we see these guys as like, oh, this, this, you know, George Lucas, you know, 
basically just ruined my childhood people and and just hating and calling him names and i just think it was just man holy crap um the only thing that that i could think of is like wow these guys are arguing for a for a ride because this was done in 2009 three three years before the uh four years before the acquisition for you know four years before disney bought it so these guys were these guys had no clue what was gonna happen and i was like oh boy you guys just just guys wait right it's gonna get it's gonna get crazy here um so you know we just went through all these people that you know in the end were you know either legitimate man babies that uh you know i know i don't i don't i destroyed i don't have anything star wars except for like my original like vhs with the original Uh, trilogy unaltered and i you know oh i threw away everything and jar jar and then then people like destroying jar jar figures and burning them and man it was so depressing i felt like actually angry because you know whatever right he did man my problem with with that documentary um you know i think my biggest problem right is that fine you know what you own this you do with it whatever you want george lucas had that right right and you know what if what if i take my car right and i want to put what what if i take my car and i want to do those 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 stupid like camber wheels on it and put like a triple decker wing walmart from walmart it's like it's my choice right i can do whatever the hell i want so george lucas did whatever he wanted and he's in his right right and i feel that yes you know you have to respect the fans um but i don't think he meant any disrespect for what he did he felt like when walt disney said disneyland is not it's never gonna be finished we're always gonna gonna we're always going to keep adding stuff we're always gonna be changing stuff it's never gonna be done so i think that he saw star wars or the original trilogy as his disneyland and you know he he's he he did what he thought was right you know it worked in some places in some places it didn't but at the end of the day you know it was his choice uh but yeah man there was like some there's some crazy man babies in in this movie and i was like oh my god what the heck is it like you know what is again i have i still have my collector's edition vhs copy of the phantom menace in widescreen that's and that's i saying something and come on you know i i kept it i could have just given it to goodwill i have the <laughs> i have a dude i have the I, I have the movies on blu-ray like every movie that i've rebought on blu-ray i've donated except for for my star wars movies i still have my dvd my dvds and the dvds are the worst version the dvds are the worst version of the original trilogy and and I still have them, so you know. Come on, I, I mean, I, I it's it's just I know that's kind of irrelevant, right? I'm because putting that on social media. That clip's going out. But <laughs> good, yeah, do it. You know, it, it's at this point it's irrelevant because you know this documentary was ten years ago, long before the acquisition, long mm-hmm. before we got the new trilogy and the and the other movies and you know the Return of Clone Wars and all this stuff, right? 
uh, and Mandalorian and everything that that's happening. So, you know, I, yes, it is irrelevant, but at the same time, you know, this people like, like this people in this documentary, um, are, are the reason that, you know, Disney owns Star Wars basically at the end of, at the end of the day, that's it. I'm sorry, man. No, no, you're fine. No, you're, I 100% agree with that. And yeah. I think your argument is, is, is the most fairest argument you can have here. You're not saying that you agree with everything George did because that's the other part, right? Like, like the, the picture that this documentary paints is it's like there's two people. There's the people that are like, what have you done? And there's the people that worship at the idol of George Lucas. That's just completely unfair. We're not saying that this guy is, is someone that, that should be praised for everything he's done. There are some things that he definitely should be challenged upon. And I think that was the big issue with those prequel movies that he, it might have been a good thing if he had some creative um, challenges that, that was put before him by some other people saying, hey, you know, you're really sure that that's the direction you want to go with this. Let's talk it through more about the ramifications it has on maybe some of your other, you know, er so the original trilogy, right? The, um, you know, work that, that it does sometimes contradict in certain things. And I get that, right? This argument specifically the, the specialized edition and, and changes, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like to your point, generally speaking, this, it, this work, especially as it pertains to the prequels. Um, this is the person who created this stuff. So it belongs to him at the end of the day. It belongs to him, the decisions on how he wants to go with it. No piece of art created by any artist belongs to the people. It belongs to the artist first because the artist was the first one that had the eye to see what they were making. You know, this is this is just that's just the way it is when when art is created in any innovative new way and he did something new that literally challenged people to how they made films how they wrote stories how they created worlds how science fiction was depicted yeah it, it, it was it's just it's it to take it away from that and say you ruined it no he actually gave us uh, what an incredible gift and to your point it's a, there's not it's not that everything he did was right. There's plenty of things yeah. that I, I'm not happy with. There's plenty of things I don't like. Um, but that's, that, that's, to me, it's almost like reflective of life. It's like just the way we live our lives, we make mistakes as humans, the way we live our lives, right? Yeah. There's things here and there. That doesn't make those, those mistakes or those things that maybe we disagree with or would have done differently in the past doesn't mean that our whole life is a disaster. That's the same way it is with this, right? It's like yeah. it's, he had flip-ups, but it doesn't mean the whole thing is a disaster. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's a aggravating, right? Because you watch these guys being so disrespectful and and um, you know condescending and and you know, and uh, it, it was just it was just very, you know, I, I don't even know how I feel, dude. It's like it was it was aggravating. It was like I had to take deep deep breaths. I was like, oh my god, I was just I was just face palming like every five minutes. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I mean, it made me chuckle a couple of times. It's like, ah, oh, that's funny, you know. But, but you know, it, it was, it was too much. And, I haven't and, watched it in a couple of years. I think I'm going to go back and rewatch. Okay, it. it's on YouTube. Someone posted yeah. it on YouTube for free, uh, and that's how I found. You know, it, it was on my recommended, and I watched it, and you know, I found out about found out about all this crap that these people did. Um, the voice, but the best way I put it, Joel, not to not to go too long on this, is fairy tales like sleeping beauty snow white little mermaid beauty and the beast all this you know classic fairy tales 
none of the modern stuff that we've had in the last hundred years. Yeah. Not, it's not even close to what the original source material is. Uh, some of these tales are like super messed up. Oh, dude. a lot of them are like <laughs> very messed up, you know, and I, I would, I would dare to say not even in the last 130 years, you know, back to like the That's late fair. 1800s. Um, and so, so, so these stories have been modified to, you know, to get with the times in essence. Um, and that's why he attempted, he failed in some parts, he succeeded in others, but that's what he tried to do. Right. Um, but man, it's like the, the, the hate that, um, that Phantom Menace got like, like you see fans is like, okay, so we're really excited. There's no way that this movie's going to suck. But what if he <laughs> does is like, there's no way, man, there's no way. And then they go in and then, and then the crawl comes in and like, like I've always talked about you. It's like the crawl comes in. It's like taxes, trade embargo, negotiations. And, and uh, <laughs> Viceroy, Viceroy Gunray and, and all these guys. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all felt like that. Like I felt like that. Right. <laughs> I went to the movie theater uh, my cousin, right, with my cousin, you know, so this movie came out in '99. I was 19. Sure. Um, uh, I was gonna turn 20 that that fall that year. Um, my cousin, who's six years younger, so he was 13 at the time. Right. He absolutely loved the Phantom Menace. It's like, oh my god, this is like the best movie I've ever seen. This was amazing. Uh, and I go and 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 he had already seen it. And I was like, okay, so let's go to movie theater. I want to go see it. I haven't I haven't gone. I have, I was uh, I was in college, so I hadn't had the time to go, um, and we went and saw it. And I was like, "Man, I told you, see that movie was awesome." I was like, "Dude, Return of Jedi is bad. Are you kidding me?" And I told him like out of my out of the movie, and I remember his face. And he was like, "What?" It's like, "Dude, yeah, like Return of Jedi is a better movie than this one. It's cool. Like it had some cool things, like the Potteries was cool and Darth Maul was cool and all these things, right? Uh, but as a movie, like Return of Jedi is better." Um, and and he was shocked. And then we got back home, and we put Return of Jedi on mm. on VHS. And he watched it. I was like, "Man, I think you're right." So he had already saw it twice by then. I saw it once. I only saw it once in the movie theater, and then I bought it when it came out. But <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, again, people are entitled to their opinions. Right. Uh, at the end of the day, we can we can agree to disagree uh, respectfully. We don't, we don't, not because I disagree with you on something means that I, that I hate you because that's not the case that it's, it's a, drastic. that is a very Sith way of looking at things, Joel. So, um, you know, just, you know, if you didn't enjoy it, that's fine, but you don't have to go out there and, you know, burn people. That's, that's not nice. So, um, that's, that's all I got to say about this. It's crazy stuff. We're talking about crazy stuff, Joel. Something that we did not see coming. Uh, we all knew that Doctor Strange 2 had lost his director. Uh, I don't think we discussed it here because that was during our, our time off. Um, but just last night, Variety is reporting that Sam Raimi, uh, the director of the original Spider-Man th- trilogy with Tommy, Toby Maguire and also the original Evil Dead trilogy, uh, amongst other movies, 
uh, is going to be directing uh, Doctor Strange 2 or into the, uh, what is it, Multiverse of Madness, is it? Multiverse right? of Madness. So, yeah, man. I'm excited. I'm excited, man. How do you feel? Yeah, I'm feeling uh, really excited about this. It's, it actually sounded like too good to be true, honestly, at first. And I was like, because you sent it to me. Uh, and, yep. and when I and I saw it, I was like, "Wait a second. I sent you the rumor when it was still rumor from still an, rumor. an IGN reported but, on it. Right, because it was from IGN. I was like, "Okay, there's got to be some smoke to this. There's got to be something yeah. about this." But I still didn't think. I was like, "Maybe that's not going to happen." But wow, that's really cool. Um, but then when it, it actually started getting that traction and started getting those legit reporting on it, saying, "Okay, this is a thing," man, like I'm overjoyed thinking about it because, uh, you know, let's be honest. For the early 2000s, um, Spider-Man was something very special. Uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. You watch them now, and I, I'm not going to say they don't hold up because I still have a good time. I enjoy the whole to watch the whole trilogy, the whole storyline. But I think if I was to put it in front of a, a kid today, they might be like, certain parts cool, other parts not as connected to, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's time really hit off in a special way, and that's something to be known, right? Um, I think good cinema transcends time. This was not, maybe not as strong, but I think from understanding there are certain elements, there are certain points, right? Specifically Spider-Man 2 that mm-hmm. I'll point out being a very strong example of what Raimi can do from a storytelling, yeah. let's say what people connecting emotionally. That's what gets me most excited. I think, and if I'm not mistaken, Kevin Feige has actually been on the record of saying that uh, Spider-Man 2, the same Raimi Spider-Man 2, uh, is one of his favorite superhero movies of all time. He thinks it's one, one of the best movies. Um, so it's no surprise that if he really liked that movie, that he would try and pull that director in, uh, you know, now that he's a studio head, a very successful studio head. The big thing about Sam Raimi is that he basically kickstarted the superhero on the Marvel, you know, genre. Uh, yes, before that, we've had, you know, the uh, um, the Tim Burton Batmans, which I think both of them are great. Um, you know, after that, Batman basically just became campy and and, and, and a comic book or, or, you know, a comedy at the end, if you even want to want to call it that. Uh, but before that, you know, the, the Burton Batmans and maybe the, the first Superman, uh, whereas that was a, a serious take on, on a superhero uh, not too, you know, not too cartoony, uh, but he he was the one that that basically modernized um, the the superhero genre and brought it to a broader audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in in essence, uh, we owe part of the MCU to what he did. Um, you know, what he did was very important, and uh, he brought Spider Man to the mainstream again. Uh, made it insanely popular. Movies did really well in the box office. Spider-Man 3 at the end of the day, yes, it's too long and there's too many villains, but it's not an awful movie. It's fine. It, you know, uh, before that, what he did in horror with, you know, Evil Dead, which is the original Evil Dead for being a very, very low budget uh, movie. It's, it's really creepy and scary and, you know, and it was something that was never done before and, and different. Uh, Evil Dead 2 and then Army of Darkness, you know, that, that goes into more of like an action comedy type of thing. 
uh, action horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, <laughs> so the the like e- Evil Dead, and uh, I don't want to compare it to JoJo, right? Because I, I consider I consider uh, JoJo the you know both the manga and anime. It's it's an action horror comedy because mm-hmm. that technically is what it is. Um, but basically, Sam Raimi created the genre back when uh, with Evil Dead Two and, and Army of Darkness um, back in the day. So, uh, yeah, I think. I think this is very cool. Uh, there's, you know, Boss Logic put a poster out there, Joel, with a with Sam Raimi Spider Man hand coming out of the portal. And I, before I jumped into the uh, the podcast, uh, there was a rumor that something about Tobey Maguire cameo. We'll see. That'd be pretty freaking cool. So yeah, man. I'm excited. I mean, it's the movie of the multiverse, right? You can pull in other universes, other realities. So yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. We'll see. And now with you know the Morbius trailer and seeing the 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 uh, the Raimi suit on uh, on on Spider, you know, Spider Man with the Raimi suit and uh, in a graffiti uh, with murderer like graffiti on on top. You know, spo- spoilers for Far From Home. You know, basically at the end, you know, they make Spider-Man to be a murderer. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, this is a great, great pick, man. I am really excited. Um, I saw people say, it's like, what are you going to bring in Brian Singer? No, 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 no. That man's no. not working in Hollywood. <laughs> that guy's no. not working. At, that, that guy's not coming anywhere close you, Disney. <laughs> yeah, you, you uh, clearly haven't uh, <laughs> seen, <laughs> seen the news lately. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, so and that's also not to discount though what we were talking about, like superhero movies become serious. Brian Singer is one of those people that yeah. you can't discount his work because that was one of the very first superhero movies to re- to come back on the big screen was X Men, uh, with the two thousand, yeah. um, you know, and, and then you started getting Spider Man, all that stuff. But like you said, Sam Ra- Raimi really modernized it. So yeah, really exactly. Cool. Like X Men was good, right? The original X Men, right. Um, it did it did okay in the box office, but yeah. when Spider Man came out, that's when everyone was like, "Yo, Spider Man!" And then, uh, you know, it brought it off from there. So, uh, very cool. Uh, I am very excited. So, uh, we shall see. I guess we'll find out uh, soon. So, in a couple of years, we'll know. We'll know what's up. Um, Joel, be uh, let's go ahead and jump into gaming news. Uh, we'll we'll leave the uh, other. You know what? Let's take a quick break. And we're going to be right back. And we are back. Joe, Rockstar is going through a little bit of a shakeup. Um, co-founder Dan Hauser is leaving the company. He's not only the co-founder of Rockstar, he is the lead writer and technical director for GTA and the Red Dead franchises. So basically two of the biggest, uh, one arguably could be the biggest franchise in gaming right now. Um, and, and the other, you know, a very, very popular one. I don't know what to make uh, of this. Uh, I think that there is definitely trouble brewing at Rockstar. Uh, and that's been going on for a few years now based on, on the stories I heard about development. And, and, you know, this basically has been going on since GTA 5 originally came out in 2013. So, uh, yeah, uh, interesting. I mean, do you think that they're getting, do you think that they're, they're getting uh, poked by, by Take-Two 
to put out uh, another game faster than they think they can make it is you know they want him to crunch and he's not willing to go through that and uh you know his brother sam is still in the company basically right. so he's still you know uh, a co-founder and he is also a technical director uh, but but he's not a writer so um what do you think man what do you make of this yeah, it's a weird one, and there's still not much clarification, which is why it, it, we're left to speculation on this whole thing. You know, it's not even been formally announced. It's just this is the leaks of of what's actually going on from the documents that's going around of of this guy's departure within the company. But you know, my whole thing is simply like, look, you know, if you're if you have a guy like this that that's um, been there from the start, um, you know, literally you said co-founding this thing, 1998 him and his brother uh, working in this thing for so long, no matter what trouble comes, this wouldn't be the first time when you, when you start and start something new, you go through a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff that you go through to build something out and be successful and build a brand. And Rockstar is, is definitely a notable, you know, notable brand, a, a brand that has some, some good titles behind them. But um, for you to leave, you know, after all the history you've had, either there's a couple of things like either you're just, just, done putting up with something that's been uh, poking you in the side for too long uh, or you're literally being um, forced out where there, there's some maybe some type of business situation going on behind things that we're not aware of that from a business standpoint they're like we would do better off without you I mean you kind of look at um, it's not the same thing at all but you kind of look at like the PlayStation situation right with you know with house leaving and and uh, you know how how different now the the way that they're running their business of promoting PS5 and just literally having an article being released. And, you know this, this that's that kind of stuff wouldn't have happened beforehand that way. Yeah. Um, this is very different marketing. Like, is there business situ- business behind this Obed that that they're saying we want to do business differently and he's like traditional, you know, creatively to your point, you know maybe it was time creatively. You know, they they've have they have names they can always lean on, but. Uh, not really been very progressive with anything successfully new recently. No, I mean, well, Red Dead's still putting out content. Right, um, but that's like a traditional title, like a title that's, you know, you yeah. can lean, lean back on. Yeah, the uh, the thing here is that, you know, he, he was already on an extended uh, leave of absence right. since last year. Um, and, and it is official that he's leaving in March. You know, it's it's not, not necessarily, it was a leak originally, but now, you know, there is official documentation out there. Um, and it sounds like he, based on based on what I've read, uh, he is retaining uh, his part in the company. Like he's not, you know, uh, when Take Two uh, purchased the studio, they, you know, he, he still retain retains his part of the uh, of ownership, but he will no longer uh, be be serving as you know creative director or whatever his title was. Sure. Um, very interesting. Um, I'm wondering if uh, if this throws uh, a, a wrench in the in the gear of Rockstar and if there were plans for GTA which it's probably at least two years away in my opinion um, if that were to happen uh, you know the, this could definitely delay whatever project they're working on um, you know could be indefinitely and you know maybe maybe another four or five years yeah but you got to remember yeah rockstar is that kind of studio that they release games every five years or so they're they're not putting stuff out there Uh, they could 
Uh, I mean, they have the talent. They're clearly talented. They, you know, their games are not my cup of tea, but they're <laughs> they're definitely talented. Uh, you know, people and right. you know, uh, they they popularize open world and 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 you know, sandbox games and all this. So um, they they absolutely have the chops to produce uh, products at at I think at a at a higher rate. Um, maybe maybe their product but maybe their projects were getting too big like maybe these things are just getting too i'm sorry i hit my mic uh maybe maybe they're just getting too big and uh it, it, instead of focusing on you know more i'd say linear experiences uh and giving people i mean they can they they he clearly had the the writing chops right why not give people you know a linear experience a la max Payne. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, it, we'll, we'll see. Uh, again, I don't. I, I don't foresee a game from Rockstar in the next at least two, three years, maybe. So you know, at least, at least until twenty twenty two. So uh, very interesting. We'll we'll definitely follow this and uh, and we'll update you guys on what's going on. Joe um, PS Five has a website. It's <laughs> the only piece of news that I have on that because there's really not a lot. Uh, there was that uh, that article floating around that Phil Spencer was saying that uh, the Xbox competition is not PlayStation and Nintendo, it's Google and Amazon, which I think is the stupidest thing to say because Amazon doesn't even have a, a fully formed game division. And then Google Stadia is like the biggest flop in the last... In the, the, Google Stadia is the 3DO of, <laughs> of, of modern gaming. It's, uh, you know... Uh, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I guess you know uh, we're making a console, but you know we're not going to compete against the other console that has seventy-five percent of the same games we do. It's a uh, it's kind of a silly statement, in my opinion. Uh, there was actually a shakeup at Microsoft yesterday. I don't know if you if you guys are out there and you guys use you use Microsoft Teams for your uh, place of work. You guys know what happened on Monday where Microsoft Teams were was down uh, pretty much all morning. So, yeah, basically the, the guy that's in charge of that, it's leaving the company. Uh, you know, they're moving moving people around. Phil Spencer is still on Xbox, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think that their, their messaging, like they started doing, they started good, right, with the, with the messaging for the, uh, for the Series X. I still hate that name so much. It's so stupid. <laughs> that name is so stupid. So um, they started uh, right with the right messaging, but as as soon as Sony started like putting stuff out there, they started like scrambling and trying to do damage control. And and now there's rumors that the the hard drive that the Series X is going to be using it's like 50% slower than the one on the PS5. Wow. So low, so we will have like noticeable load times compared to the PS5. I don't know, Joe. This fall is going to be very interesting. Hmm. Uh, I can't I mean I can't wait to see what the pricing on these things are going to be uh, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Said, yeah. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Um I mean like looking at it from the standpoint that they don't like they don't have to really worry about 
the marketing on Not obviously really, PSO. Yeah. So having a website is fine. Like we're in the second month now of a new of the new year. So even something small like of like, hey, we're we're teasing at least not they're not they're not quiet about what they're doing right with yeah. this new with this new thing at the end of the day we know all we do know for confirmation is like yeah we're we're having to come out this year so it will probably be within the next seven months right that we'll, we'll get this console in our hands and yeah. uh, our many people's hands and so my whole thing is like you know i think what really helped the, the last generation uh you know of, of of consoles was you know playstation really struck the iron first and kind of came out the gates running and everyone else was trying to catch up to them um this is like one of those times now of, of next gen history where we're in we're like we'll point back to remember the launch or leading up to the launch yeah. the, the kind of vibes that we get here so you know hearing the the reports from microsoft of you know that there's still not a lot of um you know first party games that are being developed you know exclusively for this console for the launch and you know having um you know the delay of the Nintendo Switch Pro probably to come out um not this year by now the following year um i think that all helps and sets up PlayStation for great successes um they're in a, they're in a, they've already were in a great position you know coming off of the heels of PS4 but now they're really set up for like, let, go for the home run, guys, because like people are literally positioning themselves not to uh, to be in in, uh, in a major competitive state against you. But we shall see. Yeah, yeah, it, it remains to be seen. And again, it's going to be very interesting this fall with, you know, uh, these games coming out and you know these consoles coming out. Um, one interesting. Uh, thing that i saw too joel it's uh there's supposedly a uh a, a, a slot in the back of the xbox one uh of the xbox series x uh there's a, there's a, a slot in the back of the console that's supposed to be for like uh the new ultra fast like compact flash cards uh, to expand memory um at the time those cards are really expensive i think they're like 500 bucks for like they're they're like a hundred bucks a, a for a, for a hundred for each hundred gigs right? is a each hundred each hundred gigs. Oh wow! Uh, it's like it's like five hundred bucks. So like for a five hundred, uh, like a five hundred gig card is no, actually it's more than that. I think like the like the one hundred twenty eight gig card is is like five hundred dollars. It's like it's like stupid super expensive. What? Um, so supposedly it has a slot that looks similar to that sort of port. Um, I don't buy it. I think it's probably going to, it's probably like a debug port or something. It's not, it's probably not going to be like an expandable memory thing. Uh, they may, they may just use USB for that. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a console. It's a console year in an election year. I don't know. I don't know which, which one you're going to be more excited for. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly the console probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Interesting stuff, uh, you know. PlayStation's putting their their little you know tidbits here and there. Microsoft's coming. It's you know is doing all the talking at the moment. So we'll see how that wraps up. Joel, we got information about two fighting game tournaments that basically came out almost in the same day. So Evo announced their lineup, as well as CEO announced their lineup and location. So first, let's do Evo. Um, they got their main nine games. And this is interesting, uh, and I'm not gonna go in uh, many particular order here. But Dragon Ball Fighter Z, 
Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, which just came out in Japan, uh, I think yesterday, and it comes out here, if I'm not wrong, in April. Samurai Showdown, Soul Calibur 6, Street Fighter 5 Championation comes out next Friday, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Tekken 7, and Undernight in Birth, XC Late Clear. Um, those are the main games, but they added an extra additional game, uh, and it is a game that has a 20th anniversary this year. This year, and it makes me f- it made me feel really old when I realized it. It's uh, it's Marvel vs. Capcom 2. So that's gonna be their final game. Now this is a special tournament. It's a it's an eight man invitational. Um, four got invited, and there's gonna be eliminations for the other four places. So this is going to be very interesting. Um, Marvel is, is an amazing, amazing fighting game. It's super broken, both, you know, back from the days where there was no patches. So, uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a game that's beloved. It's a game that I, that I love, and it's, it's absolutely beloved by the, gaming, uh, the fighting game community. And, um, yeah, it's uh, the 20th anniversary this year, man. So it, it kind of makes me feel like old man over here. <laughs> it's very nostalgic. Uh, it's fun. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm very happy with this list from Evo. I think to your point, like you said, Obed, it's like a pleasant surprise in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Showing some love to something that, um, you know, it, it doesn't need to be forgotten. It's a, it's a, it's a good, good time. It will be a fun thing to, to watch and look back, especially for when you're looking at a 20th uh, anniversary. It's kind of the right opportunity to do something fun like that. Yeah, I hope that Disney's watching. Or Marvel. Yeah, yeah, that's games. true. Because, you know. Get it right. Get it right. <laughs> get it right. Learn from that, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, Infinite was just such a disaster. I mean, it was not a bad game at all, but right. just the support. There was no support for that game. That game came out and had zero support. So, you know, uh, very, very unfortunate. Uh, on a curious note, Joel, Mortal Kombat 11 is not on the list. That is curious. That is that is very weird. Um, there's rumors that uh, that uh, WB is going to do their own thing with Mortal Kombat. Um, mm, so might know, be withheld but, from them. So yeah, so more more than likely, uh, and because it's a big stage, uh, probably that's that's part of the reasoning. Uh, but going on to CEO, um, CEO announced that they're coming back to the Wyndham uh, in uh, at International Drive, uh, back from Daytona Beach. Thing the maker, <laughs> it's uh, and and this is and this one's like this one's like all over the place, because this has everything. So it's basically Street Fighter, Tekken, Smash Bros, Mortal Kombat, Soul Calibur, Dragon Ball, Grand Blue Fantasy, Undernight, Marvel Three, Samurai Showdown, that Power Rangers Battle for the Grid game that came out uh, a few months ago for PS4. It's here. Def Jam Five for New York, <laughs> is that like a, that's like a PS2 game, right? Yes, it is. PS2 game, uh, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. Street Fighter Two, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Capcom vs SNK Two, which is another beloved uh, game by the fighting game community. Third Strike is back, and Blaze Blue, Clo- Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Uh, that was hype when we went uh, not last year, but the year before. Yep. Um, those uh, that the uh, cross tag battle fights were 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 pretty hype. So interesting to see that this one's also missing from Evo. Uh, so I, I don't know what's going on with Evo. I think they're uh, 
I think they're just they're they're too big and, and they have to make choices, right? And on, on to where to uh, basically like like cut um, where 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 if you add this much games to the amount of people that that go to Evo, it'll be a week long thing, and you know you only have a weekend, so you can only do so much. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so CEO starts June uh, 26th. That's on a Friday uh, in Evo. Uh, the official start date is on, let me see if I can find it here, July 31st. So yeah, they're usually a month apart. Um, yeah, very, very cool stuff uh, when it comes to finding games. I'm hoping to make it out to CEO um, and, you know, as a, as a spectator and, uh, and, and, and just chill out watch some Street Fighter and uh, some Dragon Ball and get hyped. But yeah, man, what do, what do you think of this? Uh, this two eSports, if you, oh, don't call them eSports, they're fighting games, oh, right? They're, that's right. They're FGC, they're not eSports. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, man? Yeah, I'm happy, uh, specifically CEO, coming back to or uh, back to Orlando, really, and I drive. Um, you know, it's it's obviously a nicer area, safer area <laughs> to be much in. Much safer. Much safer. I think that, yeah. that, that's that's to be blunt. It's just it's necessary. Um, it's it's a it's to a have very, people it, to enjoy the experience. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a, a tourist friendly area. Right. So I think it's it's definitely a lot more more pleasant than than having it uh, over in Daytona. But yeah. Exactly. And so it welcomes, um, you know, more people to, to travel in for this as they, many of them do. And, uh, the local community as well, you know, knows it's, it's, it's a popular area. So in general for CEO to win a uh, fun lineup as well. Good, good lineup going on there. Uh, I do think that, um, you know, they will, <laughs> when you have, you have this many games going on, um, you have, uh, you know, a good amount of people that are catching on to this as it continues to grow, I do think that the venue is going to be something that's going to have to change very, 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 very soon. Yeah, It's going to be very interesting to see how it's handled even just this year alone, knowing that they're doing this. I'm happy. I'm happy with it being there. I'm happy with it where it is. But but I do think that um, they're going to have to make that decision very, very soon, as in like maybe even for next year. I don't know if this, this returning to Orlando to return to the Wyndham is just a – we got this done for this year, for this time and place, and that's what we want to be going for. But there's nothing contractually obligated like that. I don't know what that looks like. We none of us do. Um, the powers that be, hopefully, they um, are prepared and have some type of agreement that you know, if they need to expand, that they can and go go to another place and not be locked down to that. Because you know, like any convention, it's it's never. It's always a good to- good to know that it grows. It's good to know more people are there, but you also make people feel more welcome when they feel like they can uh, be in a large uh, space environment. I mean, we went like two years ago, you said, and and uh, it was already starting to, to fill up. And and, uh, and that I was on the smaller imagine. event. That was on the smaller event. So yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm I'm sure this is just going to continue to grow, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, you know, there there's there's plenty of venues in the area, and you know, Disney's is still working on their. Uh, on their esports venue, so that may be something that that you know they can look up in the future. Um, I'm pretty sure, Joe, you know, you know this this one's free. I'm I'm pretty sure that this could happen at at the big venue in Orlando. I'm, I'm right. just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, but 
for in the meantime, you know, it is going to be on, on, on a smaller venue over at the Wyndham. Hopefully they have enough space for all those guys. Cause you know, it's been pretty big and it's been growing year, 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 year to year. So hopefully they, they will have enough space. Although they could probably just open that ballroom uh, all the way out. Uh, cause, cause we, when we went, they still, they even, they had, uh, when they, where they had the arcade section, you know, uh, which see the, the big CEO actually has an arcade section. That's like twice the size of that one. Um, but maybe, maybe they can just make room. Maybe they can just spread to other, uh, a- areas at, at the resort. So, uh, that's a possibility as well. Yeah. Uh, but very cool stuff. Um, I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm hopefully I'm planning to make it out. So, uh, at least that Saturday, just to hang out as a spectator. So hopefully uh, we can inform you guys of what's happening. Uh, Joel, that's what I got. Kind of like a snow, slow news week this week, but um, it was still fun just to come in and hang out with you. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, my friend. And our friends here listening to the show, thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to No Load Time. We want to invite you to stay connected to us as always. So go ahead and make sure to follow us on social media at No Load Time. That's at No Load Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Also want to invite you guys to make sure you're subscribed, of course. That's the way you uh, hear these latest episodes on podcasts. So we're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Uh, you know, we thank you all for, for being faithful listeners. Feel free to share it with others through social media, through other forums. Um, and then, of course, lastly, uh, we want to hear your feedback. We want to communicate with our fans. So we always invite you to send an email to nolotime at gmail.com. That's nolotime at gmail.com. Uh, questions, comments, uh, discussion points, disagreements, you name it. Uh, you know, you can send it on in. If you're a man, baby, and you're offended about yeah yeah please send send it in you don't have to always agree with us that's the art of of uh, the stuff it's all subjective right but uh yeah go ahead and send that email in and uh, maybe we'll discuss it here on the show even potentially so you never know thank you all again we look forward to uh being with you all for our very next episode i think it's episode 120 oh but it'll be 120 yeah yeah good good stuff guys thank you again and we look forward to seeing you on our next show thank you guys we'll see you again next time